0: This is the Equity Experience Podcast, a space created for every educator or school leader who is authentically pursuing equity and inclusion in their classrooms and schools. I'm your host, Dr. Carla Manning, and I welcome you. Hello, good day, good day to all of you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Equity Experience Podcast. Good day and welcome, welcome. I know it's been a while since I have exchanged information on my podcast, but I am back. And I am back specifically to share some information and ideas in regards to this racist attack that happened in the Buffalo community where 10 innocent Black people were killed at a local supermarket there. I would venture to say that um, Buffalo, New York is still in mourning, and collectively, as Black people across the country, we are still in mourning. So we, we want to acknowledge, we definitely want to acknowledge and honor the innocent victims who were innocently gunned down and killed in Buffalo. So Roberta Drury of Buffalo, New York. Margus Morrison of Buffalo, New York. Andre McNeil of Auburn, New York. Aaron Salter of Lockport, New York. Geraldine Talley of Buffalo, New York. Celestine Shaney of Buffalo, New York. Hayward Patterson of Buffalo, New York. Catherine Massey of Buffalo, New York. Pearl Young of Buffalo, New York. And Ruth Whitfield of Buffalo, New York. And three people also suffered injuries that were non-life-threatening. Those three individuals were Sarah Goodman of Buffalo, New York. Jennifer Warrington of Tonawanda, New York and then Christopher Braden of Lackawanna, New York. So we want to acknowledge and honor all of the lives who experienced this traumatic event, people who were injured, and then people who passed on, people who are now ancestors. So we want to have a moment of silence for them, and we want to acknowledge their lives at this time. All right, so thank you for sharing that moment of remembrance with me. And to continue this conversation, what I would like to do is to share how the Buffalo public school system is dealing and grappling with this racist attack in in their community. And um, I thought it would be interesting to share this article. This was an article written by Katie Riley on May 21st, and this was released in Time Magazine. So thank you, Katie, for writing this. I thought that it was a well-articulated article and, and definitely something that definitely was content that I feel is appropriate for this podcast. So I'm going to read this article in its entirety. The link is also available in the show notes. After 10 people were killed in a racist shooting at a Buffalo supermarket last week, of Morell knew the city's educators could not avoid discussing the tragedy with students. "We cannot shy away from the facts of the case," says Morell, the associate superintendent for culturally and linguistic responsive initiatives in Buffalo Public Schools. "For all of our children, we have to unpack white supremacy as hard as that is to talk about." Morell spearheaded the creation of the district's emancipation curriculum in 2020 aiming to promote equity in schools, spark conversations about the legacy of racism in the U.S., and offer students diverse perspectives and more lessons about the historic contributions of Black, Latino, and Indigenous communities. During the last year, conservative groups and lawmakers have taken aim at that curriculum and others like it, and have sought to restrict how race is discussed in school efforts that free speech advocates see as an attempt to whitewash history and prevent educators from teaching students about concepts like systemic racism. The accused Buffalo gunman, who is white and targeted Black shoppers, left a manifesto in which he espoused white supremacist views and cited a baseless racist conspiracy theory about white Americans being, quote, replaced by Jews, immigrants, and people of color. Morell argues that it is important for schools across the nation to play a role in confronting that ideology and teaching students to combat racism by offering social and emotional support for those who are grieving. Time spoke with Morell about how schools are discussing the shooting with students and why the district's anti-racist curriculum is so important today. Question, how has the district approached discussions about the Buffalo shooting with students? Answer, It has been traumatic for our entire district community. You just don't know how to respond to something like that right away because it's a shock. We decided to roll out culturally responsive healing circles and social and emotional learning. All schools were providing a space for dialogue with support going to teachers and principals on how to actually facilitate discussions around the trauma. For example, how are you feeling? How do we collectively as a district community, as a school community, Begin to understand and heal from this. We noted quite a bit of fear. There's sadness, of course, and grief. But the young people have become very afraid. They are afraid of proms, they're afraid of large gatherings of any sort right now. So we're trying to allay those fears, but then use it as a teachable moment to discuss how racism can lead to white supremacy. And as a community, how do we combat racism? How do we ensure that all children, all people in our district are proud of the human fabric of who we are and are treated respectfully? We can say that the gunman came from three hours away and did this, but we know that in the Buffalo community, we have serious issues around racial segregation in our city. Economic disparities, housing disparities, and even educational disparities exist for our communities of color. And clearly this young man was horribly misguided And did not have the love and nurturing compassion that he deserved to be able to see the humanity and people of color. We can call this what it really is, which is white supremacy and the idea that one group of people is disposable. In my eyes, this is a child. This is a teenager. So you have to think, what happened? It has become very, very clear to me that there needs to be a sense of urgency around educating our white children. Not just educating our Black and brown children around their historical greatness and contributions, but also educating our white children around equity, cultural competence, acceptance, and our common humanity. Question, does this attack emphasize why an anti-racist education, like the emancipation curriculum, matters? Answer, it really does. Right now, for all children, no matter what their race is, we have to do a kind of reset this tragedy. We cannot shy away from the facts of the case for all our children, we have to unpack white supremacy as hard as that is to talk about. The emancipation curriculum is very important. It is very important for us to humanize people of color in the eyes of the world, because I see a common thread with all these killings of unarmed black and brown men and women and children and this racist attack and several others that have occurred around race. With these attacks occurring over and over again, we have to start reprogramming our young people and teaching them about humanity and love for one another. We need to talk about what we have in common, that we are all special, that we ought to be treated fairly, and make sure our students know that at the youngest ages possible. Question, what do you make of the fact that there are efforts across the country to restrict how teachers discuss racism in class Possibly making it harder for teachers to discuss this shooting with their students? Answer I think we have to stop the political grandstanding. Everything that is taught is not critical race theory. Historical truths and facts are historical truths and facts. It is our history as one nation. The atrocities that occurred and continue to be perpetrated upon people of color have long standing roots in enslavement. Our young people, especially our white children, need to be educated around this so that they do not end up being like this young man who committed this horrific act. They need to be educated. Another thing that is extremely dangerous is telling us what we can read and what we cannot read. We are being centered in the classrooms and schools around what we can let our kids know. This is not a democratic principle. This is not freedom. Question. Question. You first implemented the Emancipation Curriculum in the 2020-21 school year. What led you to create that curriculum? Answer. We have been doing some work around equity and diversity in our curriculum to begin with. But then when George Floyd died, it kind of pivoted. We wanted to create a curriculum that addresses systemic oppression and racism and Black Lives Matter. It is not something that we could ignore. We wanted to create some foundational teaching strategies to center joy but also equity, empathy, and cultural relevance in the lives of our students and to edify Black and Brown voices in the curriculum. We know that our students weren't getting information about who they truly are or their greatness to begin with. In Buffalo Public Schools, teachers are about 77% white. Conversely, our students are about 86% of color. So we wanted to make sure we were able to include the history and culture of the Black and Brown kids. People will say, quote, We need to have more Black teachers in front of the students, end quote. And I like that concept, but we've got great teachers right now who are white, and they can teach well if they are given the tools, resources, and professional learning that they need. Question, there are some educators who might want to avoid discussing the shooting this week. Why do you think it's important for educators to have these difficult conversations? Answer. I think this needs to be an ongoing conversation in all of our schools. It should be a mandated part of the curriculum that we talk about racism, systemic racism, and how seriously dangerous it is. When you look at what happened to Ahmaud Arbery, when you look at what happened to Trayvon Martin and George Floyd, and then here in Buffalo, it's dangerous to be racist. It's dangerous to hate. I think this is a teachable moment and I'll call on our districts across the country to teach our children about the common humanity of all people and what their contributions are. Children see us and they are always watching. We need to remember that. And how we respond as adults is the lead that our young people will follow. So if we decide we're going to ignore this because I just don't wanna talk about it, they will go on the internet, find out from friends, and then weave their own narrative. You're not going to keep something of this magnitude Like systemic racism and white supremacy from kids when it's all over the news and if they get the wrong answers from the wrong place we are in a dangerous space so teach teach don't be afraid of it or we'll pay later this interview has been condensed and edited for clarity so thank you again for katie riley for writing and developing this story and definitely, definitely, thank you. Thank you to Fatima Morrell, who maybe I can get on this podcast as well. But thank you for Fatima Morrell. Um, definitely thank you for your leadership in Buffalo Public Schools. Thank you for your courage and for your audacity to speak on these topics, to um, share with your district, with your students, with your community about um what should be done in regards to racial equity and anti-racism. So thank you for your work, Fatima. Thank you for your leadership. Thank you for your courage. Thank you for your passion. And definitely thank you for the ideas that you shared in this article. So thank you so much. So thank you. Thank you. Listen, listen. I hope that this article is going to inspire all of us who are educators, who are community activists, who are school leaders, to not shy away from having these conversations with our students. The whole point of this podcast is to not only open these conversations, but to create a space where people can get inspired and where people can get ideas on how to create more diversity, racial equity, and inclusion in their district. So hopefully by me reading this article, this will give us some inspiration and at the very least some ideas around how we can have these conversations with our students. I think a couple of main points that were shared in terms of specifically what is being done in Buffalo Public Schools is three things that I want to highlight. One, Fatima mentioned that within the district, they were facilitating healing circles, right? So that's one aspect. Another highlight is the implementation of the social-emotional learning curriculum, which should always be an ongoing and even a mandated part of the curriculum. And then, of course, Fatima also talked a lot about the specific emancipation curriculum that their district created back in 2020. And so I definitely want to highlight that as well, because the emancipation curriculum is a set of knowledge that focuses on the perspectives, contributions, lessons, and cultural knowledges from Black, Latino, and Indigenous communities. So I think those three elements for me, those are the three elements that really stood out in terms of strategies that districts can implement to not only address this Buffalo attack, this racist attack in Buffalo, but to also continue this conversation of diversity, equity, and inclusion within our schools. So, again, thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. Um, we hope that you go forward, encourage and love in your own being, in your own spirit, as you continue to be an advocate for equity and inclusion. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you are well and blessed and I pray that your loved ones are well and blessed as well. Take care. Bye-bye.